This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Braden Soprenit Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P, and be sure to tune in every Sunday for the Braden Soprenit Show from 8 to 10 in the morning right here on 97.3 The Fan. Enjoy the show, guys. Welcome back to the Braden Soprenit Show live on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We had some audio issues earlier. Should be able to hear me now. Had a lot of things flying at all at one time. And most of it was because of a show that was nationally. It went a little bit long. So should be able to hear me now. And we are off and running. So... A lot of things, obviously, I talked about in the uh, first segment that nobody heard, but it's fine. Just thanking everybody for being a part of my life that has gotten me to this point. Obviously, I thanked Adam Klug for giving me the opportunity. Thought thanked Odyssey for giving me the opportunity. Everybody that I have broadcasted with leading up to this spot. I want to thank everybody that gave great support to me on social media whether that be other members of the media that worked for us and for competing stations. It was very nice of everybody in town for the uh, congratulations. Again, weekend show. This is going to be a show, and I was kind of explaining that in the the first hour or the first, the first segment that nobody heard. We're off to a great start here on the Braden Soprenit Show. But this show is going to be an opportunity an opportunity for us San Diegans. Local programming, talk local sports, live on the weekends. It's a big it's a big thing because usually when it's not Padre season, right, it's national broadcasting, it's national shows that have their own national topics that don't necessarily fit what we want to talk about here in San Diego. It's a big reason why our station Went local all day from 6 a.m. with Ben and Woods through the midday show, through the afternoon, up until Padres baseball, and then the Padres postgame show where it's local all day long. The only times that it wasn't was on the weekends, and now we have that opportunity. And we're going to talk a lot about local San Diego sports. We're going to talk about San Diego State basketball, 
We're going to talk about the Padres. We're going to talk about all the local teams here in San Diego, whether it be UCSD, USD, the Seals, Goals, whatever it may be, you know, when it's topical. You know, and that's kind of the general direction we're going to go in terms of these next couple of months because we don't have Padres baseball now until September. Or, sorry, until spring training in February. And then when that comes around, we're going to be doing, obviously, it's going to be a lot of recapping for the night before, little pre-pregame show in a Sammy Levitt on Sundays during the football season. We can recap college football and then preview the NFL, mix in some high school stuff as well. It's going to be a lot of local programming, which I'm excited for. And I want to get the fans involved as well, you know, on the phones. You know, it's just me running a one-man show. I'm going to tell you right now, I got a zero tolerance for any type of you know, BS, whether it be talking crap on other shows on our station, whether it be any type of derogatory comments towards the, the company and everything that we've seen over the last couple, I, I'm not even going to deal with that. I got a great relationship with Coach John Cantera. We, we, he's excited for me to have this opportunity. I don't even want to talk about that. That was nipped in the butt about a month ago. If you want to know anything about that, I will not be taking any calls on that. Go back. You can watch it on YouTube. Adam Klug addressed all that. Just want to get that out of the way. Aztec basketball right now. They're down three in the second half at Boise State, and they shot in the first half over 50% from the field. It's a good mark. But the same thing that happened against New Mexico last week, they had a big lead, and then everything started to unravel for them. It's going to be difficult for San Diego State on the road in the Mountain West Conference because the Mountain West Conference is no longer a one-bid league. There are multiple schools in this conference now, this new kind of basketball conference that have the ability to make the NCAA tournament. I've seen anywhere between four to six teams being able to make the NCAA tournament from the Mountain West Conference. I think six would be too much. I don't think they're going to get six. I don't care how good, you know, maybe Nevada plays or Colorado State or, you know, I think, you know, Boise's obviously in contention for a bid, New Mexico. I don't think they're going to put in six, but I really think they got a good chance that they're guaranteed. I almost guarantee you they're going to have four, four teams in the NCAA tournament on the Mountain West Conference. I think if they get five, it'd be great. It would also be great if somebody other than San Diego State won in the NCAA tournament. That would be nice because then it could give you some more cred going into the next season, even though it doesn't really matter. There is that bias of, well, we keep putting Mountain West schools in the NCAA tournament and they keep failing, aside from the Aztecs with the National Championship last year. So the good news is for San Diego State, they're in a conference where they're going to have five bids, which means they don't have to win all of these games in conference play on the road. It's going to be tough to do that anyway, and we already saw that at the pit against New Mexico. That doesn't mean they shouldn't win these games. It's just gonna, you're going to get everybody's best shot. You were the national championship a year ago. You represented the Mountain West well. You're the top dog in the league. You've been the top dog in the league for the last decade plus and have been the class of the Mountain West, especially in basketball, where everybody's gunning for that top spot, especially for schools like Boise State, which, by the way, according to the latest bracketology by Joe Lenardi, Boise State and New Mexico are first are two teams that are first four out. They're playing for their tournament lives right now, and a big win against San Diego State would 
knock up their resume so they don't have to make a run in Vegas in about a month or so, month plus, in the Mountain West Tournament. These games mean everything to Boise State, to New Mexico, New Mexico, to all the schools that play host to San Diego State. You're going to get everybody's best shot. It'd be nice for the Aztecs to win on national television and not get blown out by 20-something points like they did last week against New Mexico. But that's even another cool thing. I mean, how many times have they played on CBS this year? I remember waking up on a Saturday morning during the college basketball season and CBS was only playing DCC schools matchups, you know, Big Ten matchups, Big 12 games early in the morning. And now the Aztecs have been the number one game for the last couple of weeks. It's been outstanding to see. Hopefully they could take care of business here against the Boise State Broncos. Just overall synopsis, I mean, the rebounds are pretty much similar, 18-16 to 16 in favor of San Diego State. The shooting percentage has been pretty much the same. Even the turnovers and the points off turnovers has been relatively the same with San Diego State just having a little bit of an advantage in points in the paint. The biggest thing, though, is the Aztecs still and have had struggled shooting from three-point line. From the three-point line, they're one for ten so far tonight. And Boise State's 6-for-15. Aztecs currently down 3. They're not the only school in town that is a D1 basketball school. UCSD is in action against Hawaii. And UCSD, I'm going to tell you right now, they are a sleeping giant in college basketball in town. With the resources they have now becoming D1, the facilities they have. I mean, Lion Tree Arena is a nice place to watch a college basketball game. Is it as loud and as rowdy as Viejas? No, that takes years to put that together. you got a great video board. They've invested so much money into the production of UC San Diego Athletics, and they do a great job putting on that production. As somebody that went to school for sports broadcasting, went through TCU's sports broadcasting program, UCSD has almost copied it to a T, they got students running cameras and producing stuff. They are they are building a great athletic program up in La Jolla. And it'll be great. It's gonna it's going to make the competition in town so much better. Eric Olin, the head basketball coach at UCSD, talked about after they played San Diego State, how San Diego State going to the national championship has benefited. USD and UCSD when it comes to recruiting would benefited them in terms of building a program in college basketball. They set the stage that it can be done from a team from San Diego. And UCS, UCSD in the Big West Conference is going to be huge. They're going to be able to compete. It's the last year where they cannot win the conference. The last year they can't make the tournament. But they're right there. And it's going to be fun between them and UC Irvine in the next couple of years in college basketball. They play host to Hawaii tonight at 4 o'clock. That game will be on ESPN. Gonzaga will be in town. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are in town to take on the San Diego Toreros. I'll be on the call for that with Jack Cronin on ESPN+. Game will start at 7 o'clock at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. Does it lose a little bit of its luster because Gonzaga's not ranked anymore? And the fact that Gonzaga, as of right now, is one of the next four teams out. Could you imagine an NCAA tournament without... Gonzaga, it's a tough spot to be in right now, obviously, because if USD beats Gonzaga, that'd be great for USD. That'd be crippling for the Aztecs. 
you know, when I'm on the radio here, I'm a neutral broadcaster of, you know, Aztecs, support the Aztecs, support the Toreros, support the Tritons. No, but I know a lot of people at USD would love the fact that they can stick it to San Diego State in some type of way by beating Gonzaga. I think it's going to be an uphill battle, but the Toreros are coming up the ranks too. They got a lot of young talent that are making impact plays. I know they're not they're not getting the wins right now, but I think Steve Lavin and company are going to be able to turn that thing around. And you already got UCSD on the way up, competing at the top half and the top three spots right now in the Big West Conference. San Diego State obviously has been unbelievable for the last 20 years. And now if USD can kind of climb the ranks, you'd have a nice little college basketball section out here in San Diego. Be great to see. Trying to get some people to buy into college football at the Aztecs. I'm going to get to that in the next hour. I'm going to tell you right now, Aztecs football is a sleeping giant. Aztecs football is a sleeping giant. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. I'm going to tell you right now, Sean Lewis is the perfect man for this job. The perfect man for this job. I've been selling sunshine and rainbows for Aztec football the last couple of weeks on air. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have to tune in in the next hour if you want to hear why San Diego State football is going to be exceptional. I think they're going to be exceptional. And I also think everything that Sean Lewis has done since becoming the head coach, which he hasn't been the head coach for very long. They haven't even played a game yet. He is doing all of the right things to build a foundation at San Diego State and get people to support the Aztecs football program to maybe have Snapdragon Stadium sell out with more, a little bit more than they have been, and then more than just having the Supercross show up, which is, by the way, this that's tonight. I forgot that the Supercross was tonight. Wave's done a great job selling out Snapdragon. The concerts have. Everything but San Diego State football has sold out Snapdragon Stadium. It's time for the Aztecs to do that. I'm going to talk about that in the 12 o'clock hour. We're going to dive into some NFL talk when we come back. We're going to do the same thing to finish up the show. Again, I only got two hours. It's It, it flies by like that. It's already 1130. You only get six segments on the show. I already missed one because of audio. Well, I had one, but you know, you guys didn't get to hear it. We fixed the problem. Shouldn't be an issue moving forward. I'm going to tell you why the Texans and the Packers are going to win today. I don't even believe it, but I and I don't think they're going to win. I'm going to tell you why why they can win when we come back. This is Braden Soprano show, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome back to the Brayton Surprenda Show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. The fan talking a lot of Aztec basketball today just because they're on right now. They're down two with 11.56 to go in the second half in a dogfight with Boise State, which is always going to be a problem for San Diego State. We talked about that already. We're going to talk about it at nauseum during this basketball season as we lead up to spring training. And we'll get some Padres talk coming up in the noon hour as we have to address what the Padres are currently doing at this point. I mean, look at San Diego Padres roster. They don't even have a complete roster right now. I have been told, and I think it's going around the rumor mill, I think a lot of the moves are going to start coming around February. So hold your breath on that one and wait to see. Maybe the Padres can bring in a couple of players. They're going to need somebody. Otherwise, they're going to play a lot of young guys. Uh, you could do that. We've talked about that on the Andy Nelson show, but... You know, they're like one year away from being impact players coming up through the ranks. You know, the Jackson Merrills, the Robbie Snellings, the Dylan Lescos, you know, that sort of group, the top half of the Padres prospects. You know, I think a lot of people look at well, the Diamondbacks, they put a lot of young guys. They were, that's like the next year's Padres. That's the 2025 Padres. They need kind of, they need some placeholders before they get to that point. We got a big NFL day today in the divisional round which will actually be coming up after my show ends at 1 o'clock. You will have the Houston Texans taking on the Baltimore Ravens right here on 97.3 The Fan. So stay tuned to 97.3 The Fan to uh, listen to the Texans and the Ravens coming up at 1 o'clock with their pregame coverage. Game will not officially start until 1.30. If you want to watch it on TV, it will be on the ESPN Networks. Baltimore's favored by 9 in this one. It was nine and a half. It's gone down to nine. I think that's a tough bet. I mean, I, I look at the weekend, and I know we just had our BetQL show on, and they like to get all their bets out there. I think it's a tough weekend to bet in the NFL. At least the point spreads. I like some of the money lines. I like you know some of the over-unders. But right now, the, with the, the point spreads, I, it just could go either way. I mean, I think they're very – that you know, Vegas is really good at getting the point spreads down. Like nine-and-a-half, nine-point favorites for the Ravens. You know, the Texans are – they're good. They're not – I wouldn't say they're a, a great football team. But at the same time, I mean, Lamar Jackson's never made it out of the divisional round. I don't know if that really matters at all. You know, how much does it play in the fact that they're the only team that didn't play last week? I think that's more of a baseball thing than a football thing. You talk about buys all the time. I think it mat. I think it depends on like where what level you're at. If you look at college football, the best games in the playoffs are the semifinals because both teams have a month to prepare for each other and get healthy and get right. 
And then the national championship the last couple of years has just been a blowout because either one team is just excited to be there or another team is just very good at preparing compared to the team that they throttle. Might be a little bit of both. At the high school level, I hate buys just because I can't get the kids that I coach to just be engaged that very long. I mean, it's it's hard to just cruise, 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 and then get shut down by a buy and keep everybody engaged for the week. It's just different when you're preparing for somebody and then you're not. And you got to take the week off and then you got to like slow things down and try to get guys healthy. And, you know, just in a one week span, it's tough to get guys healthy. The NFL, I think it's a little bit different. You know, baseball, I don't think the bye really helps you. And football, you know, especially with the way that these guys are battled. and Everybody's hurt in football when you get to the postseason. Everybody has got some type of nick, some type of bruise, some type of... They're not playing at 100%. So any type of time off, I think, is an advantage. We'll see what the Ravens decide. Let's see what they do in this game. Very interesting storyline. I mean, Lamar is 0-2 in the divisional round. He only has one touchdown pass in his history in the divisional round with three picks. But the Texans have never won a divisional round playoff game in their history. They're 0-4, losing by an average of 14.5 points. We talked about that on Annie and Elston yesterday. We talked about the bold predictions to Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. Will he throw for over 300 yards? I'm not really buying that for a rookie on the road in a playoff game. I think that's very difficult to do. Be the first guy to do it since Tom Brady did it against the Ravens back in October of 2022. It's a good defense that they got. A really good defense. Ravens have an elite defense, which wins. I mean, in the postseason, you win by running the football and playing defense, and you're going to ask a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud to go out there on the road in cold temperatures and try to win a playoff game. I think that's very difficult. But I tease coming into this, how are the Baltimore, how are the Houston Texans going to beat the Baltimore Ravens? You know, thinking about it from a scheme perspective, thinking about it from a game plan perspective, some things I would do, some things that some of the experts are saying. Let's talk about the Texans for a second. I think, I'm going to just be honest, I think the Ravens win the game. I don't think they cover necessarily. I think it's close. I think the X factor of C.J. Stroud and I just mentioned it's going to be difficult for him to put this together as a rookie. I think he's he's obviously the best quarterback in that draft. We said that on draft night with Eddie Brown and, and Chris. We said that on draft night. C.J. Stroud is going to be the best of the bunch. I think they cover, but I think the Ravens win. How do the Texans win? Well, Ravens got a really good defense. Expect them to bring a lot of pressure. They did that a lot this season. They were eighth in pressure this season. 32.8% of their opponents dropbacks. They were bringing somebody. And they usually bring around five guys. Sometimes they bring four and expect some dudes from the secondary. Second level, third tier. They're bringing pressure from all sorts of spots. And when you're going against a rookie quarterback, make him feel uncomfortable. That's what the Ravens are going to do. So how do you exploit that? Well, obviously, screen passes are a big aspect to that. I'd like to see him go across more in the middle if they decide to blitz some of those middle linebackers. But 
you got to be able to draw up some plays that kind of free your free sometimes. And and C.J. Stroud's got to get the ball out quick. Got to be able to establish the run game. I know that's cliche, but that's very important. What was the biggest upset of the weekend last weekend? It was the Packers over the Cowboys. What did the Packers do? Ran the ball down Dallas's throat. Ran the ball down their throat. Texans don't necessarily have a running back that's like Aaron Jones. They don't really have that big back that could go do that, but they got to be able to run the football. Let C.J. Stroud make simple throws. Simple throws by using the quick game. Anytime you see receiver screens and quick hitches and getting the ball to the perimeter fast, that's basically the running game. That The quick game is a running game. It's just a different form of it. Mike Leach, may he rest in peace, with his air raid offense and never run the ball, he was successful by just getting the ball out hot, running some quick game. That was his run game. Pick up four or five yards, it's like running a quick hitter up the middle, quick hitter off the tackle, and grind the clock. Other thing that the Baltimore Ravens are going to do, they've done this a lot this season, is they like to go man in the red zone. They're going to man up, and we'll see what C.J. Stroud can come up with. I'd like to see some empty looks for the Texans. I'd like to see them have C.J. Stroud go up there and kind of find where his matchups are, find Nico Collins in the red zone. That's a that's a matchup X factor for Houston. So if you're the Texans, you got to be able to, and this is this is the same game plan that you always play as a big underdog on the road. Control the clock, grind out, Yards, either by quick game, let C.J. Stroud get into a rhythm with simple throws that can help with the run game and be ready to get some screens and get the pressure off of C.J. The Texans got a good shot. That Ravens defense is tough, though. Who is the biggest X factor in this game for the Texans, though? That's going to go with their defensive player in Jalen Pitry. He's a safety that has done a good job coming up throughout the season and picking up some of those middle routes that Lamar Jackson likes to dunk off to give himself some time. He's able to do that a lot. He likes to go across the middle, and the Ravens have been very successful in doing that. Obviously, Lamar likes to use his legs, too, and he likes to throw the ball downfield, but Pitry's going to have to be the guy that comes down and disrupts that. He's also a major factor in run defense, which is going to be something that they're going to have to look for, especially with the quarterback's ability to run Lamar Jackson. He can use his arm, he can use his legs. It's almost going to have to be a perfect game for the Texans on the road. They get out them on early, put the pressure on Baltimore like the Packers did against Dallas. Maybe the Texans have a chance. That's how I kind of lay it out in terms of how the Texans can win. That's game one of our doubleheader today. Game two, Niners-Packers. I think the Niners are going to beat the Packers by like 20 points. I really do. I, I The Niners are by far the best team in the National Football League. I don't think they're untouchable, but they're by far the best team. And I know we got some people in the chat saying they're 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 ready for the Packers. They're excited for the Packers. 
But I think the Niners are really going to throttle Green Bay. How does Green Bay combat that? A couple storylines I want to mention in this game, by the way. This is an NFL record 10th playoff meeting between the Niners and the Packers. San Francisco's got the 5-4 edge. What's more, the Niners have won six straight NFC Divisional Round playoff games, which is the longest active streak in the National Football League. And the winner of this game, not that it matters, but it's still cool if you're thinking about it, the winner will either take a share... We either take or share the title of winning his team in postseason history. That's pretty. That's pretty remarkable. Again, not that it matters, but it's something to watch for as you watch the game today or listen to it on ninety-seven through the fan. Packers are tied with the Patriots at thirty-seven playoff wins, and could move into first place by themselves with a playoff win today against the Niners. While the Niners would be able to tie Green Bay and New England with a win today. And then ultimately, if they were to win today, win in the NFC Championship game, and then they would be the lone representative for the team organization with the most playoff wins in NFL history. Talked about the bold predictions yesterday on Andy and Elston. A little bit more about that upset. Again, the spread is the same as the Ravens game. Except it didn't move. So the current spread was the Ravens by nine against the Texans. Opening spread and current spread, Niners over the Packers by nine and a half. How can the Packers beat this unbelievable? Not really unbelievable. They're very good. I'm. They're not the best team ever yet. But they're really good. I mean, the 49, what the 49ers have done, and more specifically... As I relate this back to San Diego, what San Diego native John Lynch Jr. has done as the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers has been exceptional. He didn't do what has now been the traditional way of building a team where you get a franchise quarterback and then you slowly start to build around him and then all of a sudden you win in his last year as a rookie and then you give him a big contract, and then you got to get rid of everybody else with the salary cap. He did it the opposite way. He built a football team like a coach would, like a player that used to play in the National Football League would, not necessarily how a general manager would. And he did it in the trenches. They got one of the best defensive lines in the NFL, if not the best defensive line in the National Football League with Bosa. They got Young. They got a good front seven. They got local product in Fred Warner out of Mission Hills High School, who was one of the faces of the NFL from a defensive standpoint. Also a baller. Fred Warner's a great football player. I mean, everything in the trenches and then built out. Same thing. On the offense. Their offensive line is really good. Now, more, better a little bit at the tackles than the interior. But they build up the offensive line. They got George Kittle at tight end. They got they went and got Christian McCaffrey, who is arguably one of the best running backs in the National Football League because of his versatility. Brandon Ayuk might not be the number one receiver in San Francisco, but he's a number one receiver all over the National Football League. 
You got Kyle Juszczyk at fullback. Keep going down the list with all of these players that they have, and I didn't even mention the biggest X factor of them all, Debo Samuel. Nobody has Debo Samuel. Not a single team in the National Football League has anything like Debo Samuel. With his speed, with his size, with his strength, his ability to play running back and run the football, either on jets, sweeps, counters, traps, whatever. His ability to get open in space as a number one receiver and then do damage with the ball after he catches it on the yards after catch. Nobody's got Debo Samuel. And the Niners knew that when they decided to extend him. And there been a little bit of controversy there. So this Niners team is really good. The only thing that they didn't invest in is their quarterback, but Brock Purdy does a good job of not turning the ball over and getting it to his weapons and not making major mistakes. So how do the Packers exploit that? Offensively, and I think Matt LaFleur did an unbelievable job of just picking apart Dan Quinn, who he coached with in Atlanta last week against the Cowboys. I mean, the schemes that that Matt LaFleur put together was phenomenal. And I'm not a big Matt LaFleur fan, but he was running circles around Dan Quinn's defense, and I know he's got some stuff up his sleeve. The only weak spot for this Niners defense is definitely the third level of their defense in the secondary. It's a lone weak spot. They're usually in zone coverage. And the Packers have the ability to blow the top off them by running guys deep. I've seen it out of Matt LaFleur's offense. I would look for that today. Look for the Packers to have at least one or two guys go deep, get the linebackers to bite on something short, and open up the middle. And that's where Jordan Love is going to be able to make his money. When he throws 15 or more yards downfield between the numbers, he has registered a 94.4 quarterback rating. That's his bread and butter. That's the Packers' bread and butter. Blow somebody off the top, get the linebackers to bite on something short, pick apart the middle. While the Niners gave up only 44 throws of 20 or more yards this season, which is tied for eighth fuse in the National Football League, The tape tells us that you can use clear and replace concepts to get those open windows. Exactly what we talked about. Clear the safeties, replace them with dig routes. X factor for the Packers. Defensively, Kenny Clark's got a good opportunity in the interior to kind of wreak some havoc against the interior offensive lineman of San Francisco. Packers got to bring pressure on Brock Purdy. They have to make Brock Purdy beat them which is going to be difficult to do. If they could pressure Brock Purdy and and Brock starts throwing the ball all over the place and it's not hitting wide open receivers, it might be a tough day for the Niners. The quarterback might cost the Niners an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl. Exploit that. Two biggest weaknesses on the Niners, their quarterback and their secondary. That's where the Packers will have to exploit. They also... Got to stop Debo Samuel. Good luck. I don't have a plan for that. If I did, I'd be making some money on this. I'm Braden Suprenant. One hour down when we come back. State of the Padres on the Braden Suprenant Show. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in to the Braden Suprenant Show 
each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 